Welcome to Inspired Artist Podcast with me, Porter Singer. In this episode, I am speaking about new beginnings, new insights that I've had through my travels. I just got back from two weeks in New Zealand, which was an amazing transformational experience, which I'll get into. So let's go. This episode is entitled New Zealand New Beginnings because I thought that was super apt it was actually kind of ironic that the place that I had the most resistance to visiting had the word new in it. <laughs> you can't make this stuff up. Life is so cool. So I had the opportunity to visit New Zealand for the second time in my life. The first time that I went um, was right after the Lord of the Rings was released after um, like all, the whole series had finished. I think it was before The Hobbit. And I was just, I was so obsessed with um, with that series. And I had wanted to go to Australia since I was really little for some reason. Um, so when I graduated college, I saved up um, nannying and babysitting and stuff and living with my parents and decided that I was gonna do this Pacific Rim sort of around the world trip or around the Pacific Rim and I went to Japan and I went to Australia and I spent the most time in New Zealand um, because of the Lord of the Rings. Uh, but what happened when I got there was that I decided to stop taking my hypothyroid medication and um, kind of based on something my dad had said that like he, he had stopped taking it at some point because um, he had been diagnosed with hypothyroidism. And I had just been diagnosed with hypothyroidism before I left. I had been sleeping a ton and kind of feeling like really sad and depressed. And um, over, I mean, talking like 15 hours of sleep maybe and like still feeling tired. So the medication did help, but I really didn't want to be dependent on medication. And it was really difficult for me to believe that I would have to be dependent on medication that that was like the only solution, but it was the only one that I could find. So anyway, in the middle of this New Zealand trip, I had the brilliant idea of stopping my medication. Um, and what happened, you know, uh, you probably can guess was that I went back to feeling really tired and I happened to be in this setting where I was completely alone. You know, I mean, I, I was meeting people, but I didn't have anybody that was like there to take care of me. And in this, like just, gorgeous setting, but the stillness of the scenery in New Zealand was just not what somebody who felt very still and slow inside <laughs> needed. <laughs> or it actually was, but I'm getting to that. So, oh man, by the time I, I did the South Island, and this it was also winter, so that added to the very slow stillness of this beautiful scenery. Um, but I ended up being kind of angry at New Zealand, I think. And I didn't realize this, honestly, until I visited, until I went back. Because I was like, this place is awesome. Why did I not like, oh, right. Because <laughs> I was depressed. Well, that makes sense. So when my brother invited me to this wedding, um, I really was really resistant to going. I didn't want to go, which was so weird because I love my brother and I definitely wanted to be there for his wedding, but I was really mad at him for choosing New Zealand. Um, and like, didn't, you know, just like found every 
man, I had every like complaint in the book as to why I, I didn't want to do this, even though I wanted to be there for his wedding. Anyway, I'm glad I made the decision um, <laughs> to just go anyway. And my partner was really helpful in this. Um, but I realized when I got there, I was like, oh, okay, I, I have a history with, with New Zealand and it's time to write a new story. Um, so I have a new story about New Zealand now. And what's so wonderful is that I, I truly believe that <clears throat> when we have these sort of contrasting experiences, like these things that we don't prefer happen to us, that we get this desire. We, we grow a, a desire. We have a, a question of like, how, how can I have the opposite? How can I, how can I, you know, if like you experience depression, like how can I be joyful? You know, these sorts, I think we, we just, um, uh, Abraham says like contrast causes us to ask, you know, so I, I, this really, this really hit home when I landed in New Zealand because I could not have had the more opposite experience of New Zealand when I was there in, especially like in the first few days, I was like, oh my God, like it's, it's like I'm being compensated. It was like the opposite extreme. I was being compensated for all of the negativity I felt like it was so overwhelmingly positive. It was, it was really crazy. Like the hotel we stayed at was so cool and the food we had was so delicious. And you know, it was in the, we walked, we, we spent, um, two nights at an airport hotel, which doesn't sound very nice, but it was, it was like just kind of outside the airport. And even though it wasn't the best New Zealand had to offer, it was still pretty darn good. And we took this beautiful walk and there's this just beautiful scenery. There's like all these sheep, I mean, in this little airport town. Um, so it was pretty eye-opening just how different something can feel when your perspective changes. And I think that that was the main point that I had about that. Um, I also shared in an Instagram post that immediately after my New Zealand trip, but it didn't change my perception of New Zealand at the time, but immediately after my New Zealand trip, I went to Fiji. <clears throat> and in Fiji is where I met a yoga teacher who told me after hearing that I, you know, was experiencing like uh, a lull in my energy and, you know, all these things from hypothyroidism, she told me that I could heal my thyroid with this yoga exercise of uh, basically stimulating the thyroid gland by moving my tongue around my mouth in this really weird way. And funny enough, I only did that a few times, but what it got me thinking was like, yoga can heal my thyroid. So immediately when I got back to Connecticut, which was where I was living at the time, or you know where I had been living before I went on this trip, was to find a yoga studio. And it became like my full-time job to do yoga. <laughs> and through yoga, I discovered raw food. And through yoga, I discovered chanting. And I, I don't even remember the moment when the thyroid thing was a non-issue, but it was just a non-issue. Um, and I, uh, I had the opportunity at the yoga studio that I found to see Sean Johnson, the Wild Lotus Band, and that's where I heard um, a Sonatum recording for the first time, and the, like everything sort of took off from there. So if I hadn't had this really difficult time in New Zealand, um, none of that would have happened. And that's also kind of the 
<sighs> the other part of this episode, um, because one of the the other things that was that's really great, and I think it's just really great about travel in general. I mean, travel is so inspiring. And I am keenly aware that my podcast is about inspiration. And I think I don't um, say the word enough, which I think Jai Jagdish made me aware of. She's like, oh, this is a podcast about inspiration, right? And I'm like, yeah, I <laughs> that is what I called this podcast, isn't it? Um, but the, the inspiration that, and this is a pattern that I would like to shift in my um Oh, I have started to shift actually. I should give myself more credit, but the pattern of like finding inspiration through unwanted things or through challenges or because that's not really a um, a pattern that I would like to feed. I don't want to rely on challenges in order to find um, inspiration. You know, I think that there is this trope of the, you know, the, uh, what's what's the word? Like the miserable artist, you know, who tortured, right? It's the tortured artist. Oh gosh, we have to do away with that. Um, that's, and that's something that this project that I'm working on now, um, with, uh, with, uh, Mont's Songs of Eden for, uh, Nina and Edie's Inner Child Oracle deck, where we're writing all these like positive affirmation songs. That's something that that's changing for me. And, and that's what mantra did for me, honestly, was it gave me an inspiration that was not challenged, um, which is why I, I loved it so much. I think I gravitated towards it. And there's so many ways to do that, right? I mean, you can find inspiration in, in joy, um, but you have to train yourself for that because if you're used to, as I have been, as I was to finding inspiration in challenge only, um, then that becomes that becomes your pattern and you require it you be it becomes a necessity that you experience challenge and the universe will provide that for you because the universe is infinitely giving and wants to give you everything that you need right so as long as you need challenge as long as you need torture um you will get you know you will get your plenty so yeah that is definitely something that i am happy to be shifting in my life because I uh, don't need that. Yeah, I've, I've done enough of that. So, but, but that's not to say that you cannot also, without being reliant on it, you cannot also use challenge in the, in the moments that it comes up, but it doesn't have to be that extreme to uh, transmute that energy into something wonderful. And that was something that I experienced on this trip too, which I was so grateful for. I had this inspiration. There's that word again. I'm going to use it a ton. Now you guys are going to, guys are going to be, um, using it too in your vocabulary more frequently. I had this inspiration to bring my travel harmonium, uh, much to the dismay of my travel partner. <laughs> he was like, are you kidding you're bringing this now because you know we we like to travel light and also the last two trips that we've been on have been weddings so we've had to bring so much more than we would have liked to um so on top of all of the wedding you know clothing um that we had to bring we I added a harmonium so anyway but I was like you know what don't even care what you think about this <laughs> 
this is my inspiration and that's another thing that um i am loving in my old and wise years um i shouldn't say old my mature and wise years is the the uh sort of, you know, I don't really care what you think about this because this was my intuition. And so I'm going to go with that. Um, so yeah, I brought my beautiful little harmonium and she got a little knocked around, which so I have to do a little fixing, but, um, I happened to have her and I was having kind of a challenging day and decided to start chanting uh, a Shiva mantra. And for those of you who are familiar with music, I don't do a lot of Hindu mantras. I'm trying to think I did like an, um, I did a mantra with um, Monica, but that was more her song, uh, Loka Samasta Sukino Pavantu, uh, where I did like a long time sun over it. And then I did an Hari Om, but I don't do a ton of, of Sanskrit mantras, um, or I haven't, I'm, kind of, I'm, I'm enjoying them. So I started chanting and I had learned this mantra before I left because um, Kirbanu, who's uh, someone who's been on my podcast before, had made a post about uh, Shiva being this really important energy that we can channel in order to move through things, like move through through challenges, things that sort of seem immovable, something we just want to transform. And um, I, I don't know, uh, I'll let her speak to that. If you want to go in and check out um, what she talks about, she has cool, um, she has cool Instagram videos where she talks about, uh, mantras and, uh, voice activation and stuff. But, um, I was really grateful to her for, for that post because I decided to learn that mantra, uh, or a, a mantra, there's probably more than just one, but the Om Namah Shivaya Gurave Satchitananda that one. So I started chanting this in our little Airbnb with my harmonium that I was so thankful to have because it would have been a much different experience without her. And oh, I just felt, I felt amazing, which I guess isn't surprising. But what was surprising for me is that I could use a Sanskrit mantra and create a whole energy field for myself that felt like like a container like a home and i hope i'm describing this in a way that you can understand when i first heard mantra recorded mantra music it was sonatum's grace album and i don't think i've told this story on the podcast before but i have a whole blog about it on spirit voice that i wrote years ago um, but I listened to her Rehman Shabed in particular. Oh, this is such a cool story. Um, I hope I can get back to what I was talking about before after I tell it. So, um, I was talking about Shiva. I'll write that down. Okay. Um, so I, I'm chanting this, the Shabed. I'm not really chanting because I don't know the words. I don't know what language it's in. I don't know what she's talking about, but it was it created an energy field that I wanted, I wanted to be in. It was, it was like when you feel drawn into like a garden or 
um, or a person just lights up for you. It was like that. Like I, I just, I, I wanted to know about this and I, I didn't phrase it sp that specifically until I walked into the golden bridge in LA in Hollywood and they were playing the Rehman Shabed, hers. And I realized that this building felt like the environment that I felt that that song created and that that was where I wanted to live. Okay, not literally at the Golden Bridge, but like in that space, it felt peaceful, it felt accepting. This was my perception of it at the time, right? It felt uh, loving, it felt communal, it felt vibrant. And these were these were things that I wanted to activate in myself, I'm thinking about this a lot more clearly now than I was then. At the time, it was just like, oh my gosh, this is, you know, I want to follow you. Um, now I'm realizing this was like, this was what I wanted to create in myself. This was the home that I wanted in myself. I don't think I've ever expressed this actually like this to myself, but this was what I wanted to be. And as I was chanting this mantra, trying to um, overcome this challenge, this challenging situation that I was perceiving, I created this space within myself and I was able to make myself feel better without the conditions of what, what was upsetting me change at all. And when I was done, what I was upset about seemed so silly and didn't matter. And I can't even remember what I was upset about. Um, I was watching this YouTuber uh, talk about a post that she she wrote that I really loved and that this experience helped me understand on a deeper level, where she said, the first to apologize is the bravest, the first to forgive is the strongest, and the first to forget oh, is the happiest. And right now in my life, my focus is on being the happiest that I can, whatever that means. Um, I believe that, and I hope that this inspires you to uh, fuel this journey if you're already on it or start one if you're not, but I cannot be anything beneficial to anyone else if I have not tended to myself. If I am not in a good space, I can't provide a good space. So this, this chanting just kind of reignited that excitement for me about um, creating a positive vibrational space um, within myself in order to be for the world something that is of benefit. Um, so that was really exciting and that did feel like a new beginning because um, being able to make myself feel better without the conditions changing. In other words, like I think that um, so much of the time we can see ourselves as the victims of other people's poor behavior or the other people's mean words or other people's actions or whatever. And I don't want to live that way anymore because it is 
painful to me, right? When I make somebody else responsible for how I feel, when I make their words make me feel something, and this was something that um, I have had a lot of trouble historically getting over, um, getting, you know, getting, getting through this concept, I give the other person my power. I say, you have the power to make me feel something. You have the power to take away my peace. You have the power to ruin my day. And I don't want to give anyone that power. My, my power is, is here. My power is the space that I can create for myself, the vibrational space that I can create within myself, whether it's through chanting or whether it is through acknowledging the things that are going well in my life, whether it is through some other process. Um, I went through some uh, forgiveness process in um, Louise Hay's You Can Heal Your Life book where she uh, asks you to visualize somebody and like take your revenge on them um, and then let let it go. And that was super healing, you know? So it's not just, it's not always about like putting a smiley sticker on it. In fact, it's never about that. Um, but it's about being able to find peace within yourself somehow. And um, when we when we make ourselves responsible for how we feel, when I make myself responsible for how I feel, then the power is mine and I can do something about it. So that was a really cool aspect of this trip and the new beginnings that um, New Zealand afforded me, which of course had nothing to do with New Zealand, but um, New Zealand gave me the opportunity to, to process this. Actually, I take that back. You know, New Zealand is a new, it's a new frontier, right? It was a new frontier for the British. It gave them the opportunity to create a new, uh, in a new space. I, I think that maybe there is some sort of poetry in the fact that new is actually in the, the title of that country and what it has been historically um, for some people and not others. Um, but anyway, so that was, that was one of the realizations that I had. And then the the third ones, this is my last thing that I wanted to share because I felt like this might help you um, when dealing with maybe people or situations that you want to walk away from, but maybe you're feeling a little bit of guilt about. So I had a situation, I'm not gonna go into detail about it, but I had a situation where uh, it became necessary for me to pull away from somebody in my life. And I, I came to terms with the situation, which was actually quite, um, the situation itself was quite traumatic for me at the time, but um, it was also a huge wake up call. It was a wake up call to this um, sort of the, like the remnants, this last remnants of feeling like a victim in my life, which I knew, I knew I wasn't intellectually, but I don't think I had really, and it really integrated within myself. And I'm still like, excuse me, I'm still working on that, of course. I mean, I think we're always, always working on things, but I have reached such a deeper level of this understanding uh, within my being that I'm so grateful for and could not have happened without this quote unquote traumatic experience. Um, 
And it became necessary for me in order to deal with this experience, to separate myself from the people who were part of it. So in so doing, I grew a deeper understanding of the situation and how it happened and my part in it. Um, I also slowly was able to feel more love for um, the people involved and to forgive them for their actions. But I still felt some guilt about not wanting to be around them, not reintroducing them into my life. And because of their relationship to me, it was a even trickier. Um, but what I realized as I was doing this mantra and Shiva has to do with fire, um, and I don't think I actually realized that that's why the analogy came to me until right now, which is kind of cool, but um, you know, fire has this transformational quality. But I was thinking, I was like, Porter, if you had been in a fire and you had experienced fear and burns and whatever, and you spent months healing from this experience, it would be amazing for you to not fear fire anymore, to not fear going into the building, to forgive the people who started the fire, to forgive yourself for being there, all these things. That would be, that would be an amazing feat. You don't need to go back into the fire. You don't need to start another fire and walk into it in order to prove that you've healed from this experience. So that's where I kind of am with this right now. Um, and maybe it'll change, but for now, this is really a helpful analogy for me. I don't think we have to, we don't have to go back to the site of the pain to heal from it to or to prove that we have healed from it right we can just keep going we can keep going um and this analogy actually came to me because my my friend brought up that old adage um about how you know if you think you're enlightened go spend a week with your parents or something and i was thinking i was like but why do you need to why do you need to prove your enlightenment? Why are you spending a week with your parents? Are you spending a week with your parents because you want to? Because that sounds like a fun idea. Or are you spending a week with your parents to prove to yourself that you're enlightened? I don't think you need to. I think you can just keep moving. I think we can, um, as we, we get older, as I get older, I know what experiences I want. I know what my preferences are and I don't need to justify them anymore. So that's my that's my little uh, New Zealand New Beginnings podcast for you. Um, I hope to see you in the next episode. And yeah, have a great day. Thanks Bye. for tuning into the podcast, y'all. Please like, subscribe, rate, comment, whatever the platform you listen to podcasts on offers you as a way to let its algorithm know that you're enjoying these episodes. That really helps. Also, there's some links in the podcast description notes that allow you to support the podcast 
in a way that benefits you and us. So please check those out. And if you'd like to stay in touch with me, you can sign up for my mailing list at portersinger.com. We'll see you in the next episode. Bye.